How are you guys doing today? Yeah? Good. I'm glad. I was walking around in the fellowship hall during after first service. Man, they have fried rice for breakfast this morning, you guys. Not to distract you. Okay, okay, focus, cat, focus. All right, all right. Not being very good here. Um, the good shepherd. What are we going to talk about? The good shepherd. And what does that mean to be a good shepherd? It sounds so religious. It sounds so churchy, you know, but I remember when I first started working at the church and then I, I started to pray about what kind of um, department I wanted to lead, what ministry I wanted to lead, how I was going to lead. I wanted to be more organized. I wanted to be more purposeful. I wanted to, you know, just all these ways to manage. You know when you take on a new management position or you're the new kid in school or whatever it is, you, wanna, you really want to do well. And I was praying about it, and I used to pray like, oh, you know, if I'm going to be a pastor one day, maybe I should pray how to be a pastor. So I used to pray, Lord, please give me a pastor's heart. Or I used to pray, Lord, please give me a, a leader's heart. Help me to lead well, you know. And then I remember, I don't know if you guys remember this about maybe, I don't know, I want to say a couple years ago, but now it's like maybe four or five years ago, more like it. Pastor Sheldon did a 40 days of prayer where we pray about one specific thing. Yeah, you guys remember that, for 40 days. And so I prayed about it, and I really felt like I should pray for a shepherd's heart. That's different, you know? And so we're going to talk about a shepherd and what does it mean to be a good shepherd? And what does it have to do with me and my life? You know, shepherds, they lead their flock to food, safety, and their final resting place. You know, that's what, that's what shepherds do. So how do we do that in our everyday lives? You know, do we lead others in our lives or do we push from behind in a controlling way? Or do we lead like the good shepherd did and how he does? He doesn't force us. He leads in a way that's, that's naturally where you want to follow, where you just follow. He leads with confidence. He leads with love. He leads with boldness. He keeps moving forward at a good pace, not to confuse us, but to be clear. You know, um, this one time I had to, last month I had to go to the hospital, to the Gila Medical Center area to um, go over some tests and everything. And... I don't know if you guys have been to the hospital recently, but they're renovating or something. They're doing something with that registration area. So if you have to go to the hospital, um, it's not, you don't register where you usually go through the front door. It's on the, towards the parking lot side, that back door. I think it's still like that. But I was like, oh, okay. So I went there and they do the temperature check and then so the girl looked at where I was supposed to go. She was like, okay, so you just go down the corridor, go down the hallway, turn right, take a left, and then you'll see the door, just go right through it. I was like, oh, okay. Walk through it, I'm like a sheep. Man, where am I supposed to go? Like, I got completely lost. Like, in a short distance, I'm not very good at direction. I'm, I'm a sheep. I'm like, um, and so this lady comes out of nowhere. And she looks at me, she, obviously, I have that sheep look on my face, and she's like, oh, where are you supposed to go? And I told her, she's like, oh, come, follow me. And she just walked, and I was like, oh, she's so nice, oh my gosh, the staff here at Hilo Medical Center, they're so right on, they're so helpful. So I'm following her, and she's like walking, walking, and as we're walking, I'm just following her. She wasn't talking, she wasn't 
confusing me with directions of, oh, okay, so yeah, that used to be the place, now this is the place, now see that door, don't go through there. See this hallway, don't go there. This is where we're going to go. Like she just led, and I just followed, like a sheep, just followed her, you know. And then when we got to the place, she held the door open, she goes, okay, we're here. And she let me go in front of her, I was like, wow, kudos to the staff of the Hilo Medical Center, man, yes. So I went, and I stood in line, and then I turn and I look, and I see that same woman standing in line. And I was like, she doesn't work here. She doesn't work here. But the way she led me and the way she walked with confidence, and I thought she worked there. So I thought she, she knew she where she was going because she was with confidence and boldness. I was like, oh, wow. And then I learned two things that day. One was that our shepherd leads, not pushes, but leads. Like she didn't say, okay, go, and then let me walk in the front and, and lead from behind and be like, okay, okay, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, okay, turn right. Okay, now go to that door. She went in front of me and she led me. So that's what a good shepherd does. And the second thing I learned was that a good shepherd puts their flock before them. You know, she cared enough and she was consistent. She had that heart. She didn't know me, but she, we got there. She could have, she was in front of me. She could have just walked through the door, stood in line and said, okay, we're here. But she let me go first. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a shepherd. You know, somebody who puts the flock before themselves, go on a journey. And she let me go in front of her. I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. So I looked up the definition of shepherd in the dictionary, and it gave three different definitions. One was a person who tends sheep, obviously. So I thought, huh, that's someone who takes care of others. Then the second definition was pastor. So I thought, okay, someone who guides and leads others. The third definition was German shepherd. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this. Some of you may not be old enough to remember this, but back in my day growing up, People were into German shepherds. Like, that was the dog. Today, it's like Rottweilers, pit bulls, and stuff. But back in the day, if you wanted people to know, don't come to my house, what did they have? A German shepherd, right, to guard their house. It wasn't a poodle. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't even a Labrador. If you were serious about protecting your house, you had a German shepherd. So that's the so I thought, okay, the German shepherd, that's a guard or protector. So let's take a look at the Bible and what the Bible says a shepherd is. So I'm going to be reading from Psalms 23, one of the most memorized or familiar scriptures that we have. Psalm 23, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and the words will appear on the screen. Or you can look at it in your app, and it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. When I first read that, First coming to church, I was like, wait, I just said the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want him. I shall not want means he provides. He doesn't leave us wanting, right? So he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So the first verse in there where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It means he provides for us, his sheep. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't just provide for us, he blesses us. You know, like a good shepherd, when they're watching the, the flock of sheep, they don't put them in a cage and just throw food at them. They tend to them, they care about them. You know, Jesus, the Lord, he set us free to live our lives, but to still walk with him, to still follow him. And a shepherd doesn't um, just have the sheep they actually love them they actually care about them they tend to him so the first point that we're going to talk about is how the good shepherd leads but the good shepherd leads with love the lord provides for us but he does more than that with he does it with love and care when he's when it says here it he makes me to lie down in green pastures because sometimes we don't know how to stop. We don't know how to rest. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. He leads me beside the still waters. I did some research on that. He leads me to lie beside still waters. And so I thought, you know, sheep, if you know sheep, sheep they say, they say, not I'm saying, they say that sheep are not very smart. And sheep also do not like running water. They don't like streams and rivers. They get scared. Like, they're like, they don't, they don't trust running water. I mean, come on, if you're wearing a heavy, heavy coat like them, I would stay away from water too, because you fall in, you'd be like, oh. But they don't like running water. So a good shepherd knows this about their sheep, and a good shepherd will meet them where they're at, love and care for them. So what does he do? The good shepherd will dam up that area, and make a pond like still water so that the sheep now will go and drink because he knows that if she, the sheep don't drink, the sheep will die. So the, the shepherd knows this and will do this. He meets them where they're at, like how God sent Jesus. He looked down at mankind. He looked at us and went, ay, ay, ay. Look, my kids, oh my goodness. They're not going to make it to heaven, you know? So he had to send Jesus to meet us where we're at. Because that's the good shepherd. He had to give us the living water, which is Jesus Christ. He was like, ah, my kids. You know, like if I, was a, if I was like thrown into the position of being a shepherd and I had to watch sheep, we're walking for days. I'm thirsty. I know the sheep are thirsty. I see water and I'm like, yes. We go to the river and I'm drinking and I look and the sheep are like, no, thank you. Do, do, do. I'm scared. I don't, I'd be like, what are you doing right now? Right? Not knowing what they're thinking, we'd be like, are you dumb? Like, why aren't you drinking water? If you don't drink, you're going to die. Or, well, you're going to die then. But the good shepherd takes time to know what the sheep, what's happening. What are they thinking? They're, they're afraid. So this is what I'm going to do to make sure and take care that they don't die. If you're a pet owner, are you guys pet owners? Anybody pet owners own a cat, dog, bird, whatever it is? Okay. If you own a dog or a cat, like, I'm pretty sure you don't speak dog, right? You don't speak cat. 
you talk to your, your animal like, come here, are you hungry? You hungry, yeah? I can tell. Oh, are you sad today? Did I neglect you? Did I not spend enough time? Like, you're not speaking dog, you're speaking English. But because you know your pet, because you love your pet, you pet owners that know and love your pet, you know the barks. You know the tone of different barks, like, oh, that's the hungry bark, or, oh, that's your you-want-to-play bark. You know your cat well enough, like, oh, okay, my cat doesn't like the tuna flavor of this, but likes the salmon flavor better. You know that when your dog did something wrong, because they look at you like, you know, you know when they're not feeling well. You don't speak their language, but you know because you know your pet. A good shepherd knows the sheep. They know, and they meet them where they're at. You know, we don't want to spoil our kids. We don't want to spoil our pets, but we do. <laughs> because we love them. We do. We want to get them their favorite cereal. We want to get them, you know, we take them to the good movie. You want to be the person to take them to the good movie, right? <laughs> so we, we do meet them where that because we, we love them. And that's what the good shepherd does. Like, he loves us so much that he sent Jesus. The Lord came to us, which is what Emmanuel means, God with us. He knew he couldn't just leave us alone and hope for the best. He knew that he'd be like, okay, don't sin. Meet you in heaven. See you guys. Bye. He knew that he had to meet us where we're at. So when we're in our, in our, in our lives, like what are we doing? Whether it's in a workplace, our home, are we leading like a good shepherd would? Are we pushing from behind? Go here, go there. No, no, go here, go there. I heard uh, Pastor Larry Osborne. I watch Right Now Media, which is something that we offer free. It's a website for Christians, thousands of videos that you can watch. I watch this guy, Pastor Larry Osborne, and he talked about shepherds and cowboys. He said, are you a shepherd or are you a cowboy? So let me explain. Shepherds will lead from the front, they'll guide, they'll care for, they'll tend to one lost sheep, they'll go look for the sheep, carry them if they have to, go get them. Cowboys will sit on their horses from behind, yelling at them, right? Pushing them forward. Come on, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Not caring, but just pushing them forward because they're heading towards the slaughter. There's a difference. Now, if you're a cowboy, <laughs> if that's your profession, no offense, I'm not against you. I like burgers, so I'm glad that there's cowboys. <laughs> but for the sake of this illustration, this is just the comparison that he used. Do we lead from the front and tend to them? Do we care about them? Do we love them? Or are we pushing from behind, yelling, just trying to get them somewhere to do what we want? So that's the difference. Are we shepherds or are we cowboys? Now, the good shepherd loves us to know that he, we needed his help, and so he met us. And he didn't send Jesus with an expectation. He just loved us. He knew we needed help. And he did it while we were still sinners. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to wait for them to behave. Then I'll send grace. Then I'll send love. Then I'll send mercy. Then I'll send forgiveness. He sent Jesus while we were still sinners. In fact, in John 3, 17, it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Thank you, Lord, for that. But that the world through him might be saved. 
The good shepherd knows us, flaws and all, and he still loves us. And not just in this life. He doesn't just want us for this life, but for eternity. You know, this life, this is just the staging area, the beginning for the life to come. Heaven. And he's not just saying, okay, you believe in me. Okay, now you're done. I'm done with you. You, you believe in me. I'm your Lord. I'm your Savior. Okay, now you're done. And then he's, he washes his hands. No, he sticks with us, not only through this life, but he wants us for forever. Forever. Not for 80 years, 100 years, not even for 1,000 years. He wants us forever. Do you know many people that you want to be around forever? That's love. That's love, where he wants us forever. So we know that the good shepherd leads with love, meets us where we're at. So we know that he leads with love. Now our next point is that, number two, the good shepherd tends and mends. We hear that in a sentence, yeah? The shepherd tends to the sheep. Tends and mends. So I look up the word tend. What does it mean to tend? And it says to apply oneself to the care of, watch over, to have or take charge of as a caretaker or overseer. To take care of or to oversee people is not easy. If you're a manager, if you lead anywhere, if you're a teacher, if you have a family, if somebody puts you in charge of an event and you got to now organize everything, it's not easy. It's stressful. Sometimes there's difficult situations that come up and now you got to go address it, correct it, do things. And it's not fun, but like a shepherd guiding the sheep, you got to lead the way, right? You have to lead the way and there are times when the sheep start going astray while you're leading the flock, or they may not listen. So the shepherd not only feed the sheep, but they tend and take care of them, take charge of them, and they mend them. So I looked up the word mend, and it says to free from faults or defects, to improve, to set right, to correct. A good shepherd cares and takes care of the flock. You know when I read that part in the passage where it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That doesn't sound comforting, yeah? How does a rod and a staff sound comforting? I think because most of us, you know, growing up in Hawaii, we got lickings with the stick, right? The glove a stick sometimes. Yardstick, whatever it was. Some of you don't even know what a yardstick is. It's like, what? What was that? No, cat got lickings with the yardstick. But anyway, most of us, <laughs> we think of a rod and we think, oh, because it brings correction. But that's what a rod represents, is correction. Because... When the sheep start wandering off the path, they have to get corrected. Hey, hey, come back this way. The staff represents direction. This is the way we're going. This is the way we're going. So the rod and the staff, because we need correction in life, because we're not perfect, and we need direction, where to go, how to go. If you're a good shepherd, a good manager, overseer, you will have to correct people because you care enough to want them to go in the right direction. You see, you know when they're going off in a, in a bad way. You will tend, you will mend. And that's what the Lord does. The Lord tends and mends his flock, which is us. He corrects us when we start getting out of line. When Jesus was here and he was 
He was building up his disciples. He corrected them when they needed correction. But he did it in a loving way also, though. He didn't condemn. He did it in a good way. You know, when I was in the sixth grade, I had a teacher. His name was Mr. Yanagi. And some of the kids might, or you might recognize that name and go, oh, yeah, my kids have that, that teacher. No, his father <laughs> was my, my teacher when I was in the sixth grade. And um, in the sixth grade, around that time of my life, it, I was on a really hostile road. I had issues. I had anger problems. My parents went through a divorce. And back then, like, divorce is really common today, but back then it wasn't. So it was kind of shame. It was kind of like, oh, big trips if your parents were divorced. So it was one of those things. And I was very angry. And I didn't understand my emotions, but it would come out. And I remember I was having a bad attitude in class, and I was just talking back, and I was having a confrontation with another student. And I was like, ah, you know, just, just being really not good. And so my teacher, Mr. Yanagi, I'll never forget this. He, after class, he pulled me on the side, and he was like, hey, what's going on with you? What's happening with you? And he took that time to tend and mend me. His job as a teacher was to teach, right? Teach, him, teach us a lesson, but he didn't just teach us math that day or whatever it was. He took that extra to find out what was going on in here that was causing me to react. He could have just sent me to detention. He could have sent me to the principal's office, which he should have. But first, he gave me a chance. And then, after he listened to what was going on and sympathized and everything, he also corrected me in a stern but loving way of, you keep acting like this, this is the consequences. This is what's going to happen if you don't stop, if you don't correct this right now. And I could have taken it anyway. You know, to have that hard talk, nobody likes to have those hard talks, right? We don't like being talked to like that. We don't like doing that to others. It's an uncomfortable, awkward talk. And it could have gone either way. I could have been like, whatever, you know. But then what good would that have done for me if I just kept going that way? None. It wouldn't have been good. So the fact that he did that, that's a shepherd. That's a shepherd that he took the time to find out what was happening. And he helped me more than I've ever let him know. You know, I seen him like years later, and I was like joking around. I was like, yeah, in front of my kids. I was like, yeah, yeah, because mommy was naughty. Mo not, mommy was rotten, you know, whatever. Just making jokes at the fact, because I wanted him to know that I knew that I wasn't nice back then. And he was just like, you are not, you are not rotten. And I was like, oh, this guy, I just love this guy, you know? But he's a shepherd. So we know that the good shepherd leads with love. The good shepherd tends and mends, correcting us. But our third point is that the good shepherd also protects, right? Like the German shepherd. The good shepherd, our Lord, will protect us. He will stand by us, not forsake us. What a comfort that should be that he is for us. He is in our corner, rooting for us. In John 10, 11 through 13, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. 
The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. This comparison right here, the Lord calls us his own. He has more invested in us than anybody else because he calls us his own. When he says the hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, meaning the hired hand doesn't have as much invested, doesn't care as much, won't take the time the way a, the way a good shepherd would. For example, rental cars. How do we drive and take care of rental cars? Be honest. Do we care for the rental car as much as we would our own cars? I mean, do we take it to get washed before we return it? Do we polish it ourselves? Do we vacuum it and, oh, take care of it? No. When we're done, what is the one minimum thing we do? Fill it with gas because that's what they tell us to do. You got to return it. If they didn't tell us that, would we fill gas and then return it? If it wasn't a requirement, would we do it just to be nice? I wouldn't. I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't because sometimes it's like, hey, we're on a schedule. My flight going to take off. I got a goal. Return the car as is. Rental cars. Because we don't own it. Once we return it, once if we fill gas, we're fine. Bye. We don't drive away or fly away and then go, I wonder how that car is. I hope they wash it. We don't even think twice about it. Because we don't own it. Hotel rooms. is another example. Hotel rooms. We don't own the room. So what do we do? Well, this is what I do. Leave the TV on, leave all the lights on, take extra long shower, because I'm like, oh, my shower not this hot at home. And we just stand there, take our time, you know. But once we're done with the hotel room, we check out. We don't go and then call later and go, hey, is the hotel room okay? Did, is everything all right? Did you guys, you know, did you guys take care of this? Is, is the ceiling okay? Is the carpet okay? You know, it's like, unless it bothers us, then we call, right? Because we're staying in there. But once we're done, we're checked out. We're done. But if we were to own it, totally different. If it was our house, totally different. Shut off the lights. Don't jump on the bed. Don't run the shower. You're using, you know, we, we take better care of things that are us that are ours. And our God, the Good Shepherd, loves us, cares for us, and he will not abandon us because he calls us his own. And he doesn't say, he doesn't say, nothing bad will happen to us in life, right? In fact, he says, so when he sees the wolf coming, it's not if you see a wolf coming, it's when you see a wolf coming, attacks will happen because this world is not perfect. It's not heaven. This world we have illnesses, evil, murder, adultery. We have COVID. <laughs> we have accidents. Because this is not heaven. This life that we're living in, this is, this is just the beginning. And so when our God is like, okay, you know, I'm here, and I'm your shepherd, and I'm with you because you're my child. I'm here for you. I'm for you. 
In Psalm 23, 4, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Our God is with us. You know, when you have a moment later, read Psalms 23. Do some study on it, because there's so much gems in there. There's so much things to pick up in there, in that one alone. But because we're in the series of community, these three points for me really stuck out. But later on, go ahead and, and study it yourselves. Because as we live in this community, here's a question. Like, are we shepherds? At our workplace, are, are we a shepherd? Now, I know the Lord is the good shepherd. I'm not asking if you're the good shepherd. Are you the good shepherd? But, but are we shepherds at all? While we're on this earth, while we're in this community, in our homes, in our little home, if you start small, or your, your workplace, are you a shepherd in that little community? Are we being Christ-like? Are we being shepherdy? Okay, I know that's not a word, but you know what I mean. Like, are we being like shepherds? Are we being like Christ? Are we looking out for each other? Are we protecting each other? Not just physically, but spiritually also. Are we for each other? Are we praying for each other on, you know, on your behalf? I'm going to pray for you and really pray. Not just say, okay, praying for you. But really look out and want, best, want the best for each other. You know, one night we were here late. It was me and two volunteers. It was me, Lisa, and Galen. And they stuck with me till we were done because these girls, they just, they're in it together. Like a little community of just three of us that night. And after we left everything, we locked everything up, and then we all leave. And then Galen, I remember she, I was locking the gate, it's dark. And she stopped, and she waited until I got into my car. And when I locked the gate, I got into my car, then we all drove off. And I thought, that's a shepherd. You know, somebody, somebody that takes that extra, I care about what happens to you, heart. That's a shepherd's heart. Are we for each other? Do we protect those around us? Even with spiritual battles, praying on somebody's behalf. You know, this one time I was in a store like a couple weeks ago, maybe last week, a couple weeks ago, I don't know. And this man was, I was in line, and this man was just livid. He was so upset about something, and he was just giving it to this cashier. He was just like complaining and yelling, and just obviously he was not happy. And he was just, and it wasn't even her that made him mad. He was complaining to her about a coworker, And he was like, you better fix this problem, and you guys better do this. Otherwise, this store is in trouble. And he was like giving it to her. Now, I didn't have to go there and go, hey, 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 stop, 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 stop. Stop it. But I could pray for her the whole time. I'm just like, Lord, just cover her with your love, please, Lord. Help her to not lose it. <laughs> Help her to just not take this personally. Just, and I just kept praying over her, praying over her. And then I prayed for the man. Lord, I know he's upset, but please calm him down because it's not her fault and it's not going anywhere. So please help him to get this and then end the conversation because this is like bad. We can intercede for each other. We can be for each other. We can protect each other that way. We can. We can be shepherds in that way. And after he went away and it was my turn, that's, there's that 
awkward. Okay. So I told her, you know when you go home today from work, what is your favorite thing to eat? Get that for your dinner. Treat yourself and get that for you because you deserve a really good dinner. And then she laughed. She was like, oh, thank you. You know, it wasn't grandiose. It wasn't like this whole, I was praying for you, girl, the whole time. You know, in Jesus' name. You know, I wasn't doing the big thing. I just prayed. She didn't even know I was praying for her. But I just was praying protection. Because when you pray, you bring God's presence. When you pray, you bring God's protection and his love over other people. If you're passing an ambulance on the road, pray for whoever is in that ambulance. And pray for the, the first responders that are taking care of that person. Give them wisdom. Give the doctors when they get there wisdom to help this person. We can do that for each other as shepherds. And that's how we can be for each other. You know, we don't have to be churchy, shepherdy. But we can. But we can lead with love. Lead by example. Not push. Not, oh girl, you had a bad day. You should go to church. She'd be like, who are you? And, you know, I mean, if you feel comfortable enough to do that, or if the Lord puts it on your heart to speak to somebody, like, that's fine, but... We don't have to push. We just need to lead. You know, President Eisenhower, um, he uses this illustration because he was a general, so he uses this as leadership in the army or the military. And he talks about a string. A string, if you put it down on a table, but you want to get the string from here to there, you don't push the string because it'll bunch up, it'll get tangled maybe, maybe it'll take way longer than if you were to go from the front of the string and just kind of lead it. And that's like how we are. You know, guys, the drawstring in your surf shorts, you ever take it out of the dryer and the string is gone? <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe it's the women because the women are laughing like, yeah, yeah, I got to go. You ever tried pushing that string through to get it all the way around to come back? Or your sweatpants? Trying to push that thing through is much harder than if you were able to lead it through, Right? Or if you're in the back of a line, the theater, movie ends, and people are still like, okay, which way we came in? And you're in the back of the line, you're like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. Oh my gosh, what are you guys doing right now? Turn right, right, go right, your other right. It's so much harder, right, than if you were just to go, come, and just go, and they follow. So not push, but lead. How can we do that? And don't underestimate the role that you have. You're like, shepherd, that was a Jesus thing. That is a you thing. You and you. And you may think, I, I'm not qualified. I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't, I don't even go church every Sunday. You know? How am I supposed to be a shepherd? You are God's beloved son and daughter. You are so precious to him that he wants you for forever. And he wants all to be saved. He wants all his children with him forever. That's a good daddy right there. He wants all his kids with him forever, forever and ever and ever. And you have a role in that. And you can start small in your home. 
You know, whether we lead in a, in a way of caring. You know, because I, I, we can either say, do this because I said so to our kids and be done with it. Or stop backing up or you can get lickings. We've all said those things. Or maybe not all, but I've said those things. But to take that extra time to go, hey, what's happening right now? What's going on? And then sternly but lovingly correct them because we love them. Because we love people, we want them to have the best. Don't underestimate what effect you have in your school, in your workplace, the community of your family. You know, Jesus, Jesus started with a community, his community of 12 people. And you know, Jesus, he poured into the disciples and he corrected them when they needed to be corrected, but he also did it with love. But he didn't just say, okay, here, this is, I'm gonna, this is what the plan is. God wants everybody. Jesus could have done it all himself, but he didn't. He built up his community, invested in them, corrected them, loved them, protected them, taught them, and then they went on to make disciples, and they went on to make disciples because we're in a community. We're in this together, and that's what God wanted us to know, that we're in this together. We don't have to like everybody, but we can love them, and that's why we say we need to love with a shepherd's heart, the shepherd's heart, because if I love with my, my heart, it's not. It's very impatient, <laughs> you know? So if we love with a shepherd's heart, we love in this community, you, beloved son and daughter, can shepherd so that all will be saved and show them the shepherd's love. Amen? All right, let's pray. Oh, Father, our good shepherd, the good shepherd, thank you so much for, for calling us your own, taking ownership of us. Thank you for saying you are mine and loving us enough to, to lead us, to guide us, to correct us, and to protect us, Lord. Give us now shepherd's hearts so that we can go and help others. Even if we start off small with one person, let us do it well and let us do it in Jesus' name. We thank you and may all we do reflect your heart, your love, and bring you honor and glory, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say together, amen, amen. All right. All right, shepherds, beloved son and daughters of the Most High King, you go, you go, and you be shepherds to your people, all right? All right. So this Wednesday, we have um, our Wednesday night service online and in person. We also have, thank you for putting that up because I was going to forget again, but um, our Hula Sisters, their community, they're opening their doors to new members. If you sisters want to dance hula, you always wanted to, they're doing it January, I cannot even see, does it say 31st? Yes, 31st, right Rowena? 6 p.m. in the fellowship hall. So you can, you can come and join them there and get more information if you're ever interested in the hula ministry. Their community. And there are some shepherds, good shepherds in that community right there, and they will love you and, and guide you too, okay? But other than that, we'll see you next week, Sunday at 7, 8, 30, and 10. We love you guys. You online, thanks for joining us. You in person, thank you. We love you. God bless you.